I guess the one thing, this is what I wanted to start with, the one thing that I'm so happy about is I can stop hearing all those Manson murders conspiracy theories about this show. Oh, man, everyone got goosed, huh? Because, <laughs> like, you know what, man? That just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I was, you know, I just thought, like, so many, like, historical events of the 60s were skirted around and, like, kind of, I mean, always elegantly folded in. I just thought, like, yeah. one of the biggest ones, and, I mean, you know, the Manson thing is the death of the 60s. That it was going to hit right. them pretty hard. Do you think it was going to like take them all out one at a time? Like, <laughs> he like, just goes through the whole agency. Or yeah, everyone: <laughs> Megan, Glenn, Bishop from down the street. <laughs> you know, everyone's getting theirs. The, the, that's what I thought. The last, the montage was everyone at <laughs> the show getting killed by the Manson family. Gin, they show Ginsburg in a straitjacket getting his throat slit. <laughs> it's like too many cooks, but with Charlie Manson. Welcome to WHM on the screen. I'm Andrew Juvin alongside Eric Siska and Steven Sadek. We're talking about, as promised, the back half of the final season of Mad Men. So I'm only going to say this once. Spoiler alert. The end of Mad Men. Continue. I mean, if you're going to click on something that says <laughs> Mad Men think piece about the end of the show, yeah. <laughs> chances are yeah. that's going to get spoiled. Yeah, we are discussing all things Mads of Men, <laughs> which is what I like to call the show. Um, the so of men. the thing that we can, you know, we'll, we'll make this quick, but the thing we can start with is, um, you know, er, the ambiguity of this ending, which I don't think is amb- as ambiguous as some people think it is, but like, I am in the camp of Don goes back and thinks of the slogan, I'd like to buy a world of Coke and I, yes. blah, blah, blah. I actually, for whatever reason, when I first saw it, uh, literally I thought it was Peggy because I thought like. Peggy talks about Coke. Right. She's shown wearing red. She stays at the agency, et cetera, et cetera. I, th- I actually thought like it was a cool reward for her until I texted Andrew. He's like, no, it's Don. And I was like, oh, Andrew, you fucking idiot. And like, <laughs> I, but then for whatever reason, like my brain clicked and I remembered that one girl uh, who is at the center who has the pigtails. Right. She's dressed just like a girl from the ad. Exactly. Right. So that's, I think that's the clue. That's the only, that, that's the concrete it's the clue. the only clue. I mean, the the only other thing I have to add to that is the way it's cut together is like we're oming out mm-hmm. at the retreat and he's mm-hmm. meditating. He gets Except, that smirk. The right. song kicks in yeah. and then we cut to the commercial. Also, you know, like, I don't know if anyone's mentioned this before, but like, it's funny him on the road doing his thing. He, he continually gets, he starts dressing down more and more. Yeah. He start you know, he's like, he's like wearing more casual outfits and then he's wearing denim on denim. Dude, and then, John Hamm wearing denim on denim, gorgeous. which is what I do every day. Dude, I got my jeans on. I got my denim jacket. I was like. Looking pretty fancy, Mr. <laughs> Draper. You think you're going to get mistaken for John Hamm on the street? No, because <laughs> guaranteed John Hamm's cool denim jacket doesn't have a patch on it that says Camp Crystal Lake Counselor, because I'm that cool. Oh, man. Canadian tuxes, dude. Rock and roll. <laughs> also, See, then he gets a flannel shirt. Yep. And then when he's, when he's finally, like, you know, uh, he's been left at this... Um, a meditation resort. Uh, what's it called? Is Eslian? The Eslian Institute. Yeah, I didn't even get a name. I've just been calling it the retreat. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a real place. And, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And in that meditation scene, he's back to wearing like khakis and a white shirt. It's yeah. sort of more. Oh yeah. That final. Hearing, yeah. The yeah, final meditation. Yeah. I that place kept reminding me of. Uh, you ever see uh, David Cronenberg's The Breed? 
The brood. The brood, I apologize. Oh, yeah, that's Th- it's the retreat from the brood. <laughs> exactly. There's like, a cabin somewhere where a woman is birthing hate gnomes <laughs> <laughs> that are going around killing people in Toronto hotel buildings. Is that what Duck Phillips was? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I cannot tell you how much I clapped in my home when Duck Phillips was in that episode. Oh, God, I he's great. It. Yeah. He's he's my favorite character. He's just like a, such a fucking disaster. He says, if I could if I could get this sale, I could make it to winter. Mm-hmm. That's living life, man. The only person I was bummed about not seeing was Freddie Rumson. Good yeah. old pee pants, Freddie Rumson. Was he yeah. like filming a movie or something? Like, because he was in he was in the first half of the se- the second season, like the last very, season, very briefly. Say. Yeah, I don't know. I he mean, was pretty pivotal in that, right? He was like the guy that was like trying to keep him on the straight and narrow. Like, hey, or was that right. the, well, he was, was. That the season before? No, that, that's. That's the first half season, right? Where he's like, oh, what are you going to do? Put your band shoot on and get marching. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, they, these seasons come out so sporadically, I couldn't tell you when it was. It yeah. might have been season two. That's, you know, I am just so sick and tired of the breaking up seasons. Yeah. Just give it a rest. It worked out okay. It worked out a little better than I thought it would because yeah. they had that nice ending with Robert Morse. And then this season was so like, but this season did feel like the end. Like every single episode, it was like every single character gets their like their little bow. You know what I mean? Which I really dug. And I, but I was so I was actually really uh, happy with the last montage because a lot of the characters I kind of had written off. I was like, well, that's the last time we see Joan. Right. That's the last time we see Roger. Like, yeah. Right. I thought the last time we see Joan was when she takes that deal. You know what I mean? Which is actually kind of fair. But then you get more a little more scumbag Bruce Greenwood, which I could. I, I'm okay with. I'm happy anytime Bruce Greenwood's just tap dancing through a scene. It's a, he was so, he was kind of like a big character in this. He was. He was just like a, a new character at the end of the show. It's Which weird. I was kind of bummed because in my mind, loving Bruce Greenwood like I do, and <laughs> believe me, in Into Darkness, I was shedding a tear. <laughs> like he's great. And I was like, why now? Why? Yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah. there's seven episodes left. <laughs> yeah. Also, right. speaking of why now, why are we vacuuming in the in the nighttime upstairs, neighbors? <laughs> My goodness. Well, someone's doing cocaine like Bruce Greenwood does. That that was an amazing <laughs> thing, too. That's how you know we're at the tail end of the 60s. Yeah. Now we're just doing well, coke. Well, no, we're, we're full on in the 70s, so we're, 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 exactly. we're giving it a shot. Yeah, it's coke town. It's coke town. It's great. I just love his, like, shitty fucking stepdad character of like well i'm retired yeah you know just like oh man what a fucking dick bag he was i loved every <laughs> second of it oh yeah did you guys hear did you guys hear that like matthew weiner did yeah. a um he did like an interview about the end scene and stuff i read this today oh was this the thing at the new york public library that they did i think it might have been yeah, yeah he did say that that Don comes back. Yeah. Oh, he confirmed to, it? Yeah. Oh, cool. That, at least that's, you know, I don't know if he says you could interpret it how you will. I mean, I'm <sighs> sure least... all shows think that. But, yeah, he said that that was the, clearly the intention. Like, and nobody, that, nobody's like, oh, well, he died. You know, when, when he uh, slumps against that, that tree, that's when he dies. Oh, and, and the, the rest, rest of it's just a hallucination. Wait, hold on a second. That's that was Breaking but, Bad. People were doing that. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but, oh, he didn't start the car because he died, and then the rest of it's all a fantasy. Dude, all someone... fucking TV's a fantasy, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe there was a real theory about Mad Men. No, no, no. I, well, I'm sure died. some assholes got that problem. Somebody had that for The Simpsons, though. Did you see that thing? Like a couple months ago, that they were I like, <laughs> they were like, uh, when Homer has, I think it was, they were saying. When Homer, it's the the bypass operation oh, episode, like forty eight years ago. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> oh yeah, he actually died. And then, and here's the thing: when you're trying to make an argument like that, and you like spill your nonsense diarrhea theory all over the internet, and then you have to like put a button on it with 
think about it. <laughs> That's how you know that person's full of shit. Yeah. If someone's at a party and they're like, oh, yeah, dude, just think about it. Like, Heisenberg goes up to that cabin, yeah. it's cold, he freezes to death, and the rest of it is just a big revenge fantasy. Think about it. Like, no, you're full of shit, and I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Isn't that the end uh, sentence of uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time? <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. I think it is. That's why we hate that guy. <laughs> All right, so who... Is there anybody's ending you're not happy with, out of curiosity? Any character's ending? Here, there's, there's a, this is completely irrational, and he does not belong, and Please. he already had been exited the show, and it was fine. But I kind of just want to know what Bob Benson's up to out in Detroit, man. Dude, you know what he's doing? He's betting on the wrong horse with that crazy ones. That's what it was. I guarantee you yep. he would have been a lot more heavily featured. But because of... I'm doing a sitcom with Sarah Michelle and Robin Williams. Right. Well, wasn't there that other... That Bob Benson throwaway Lone Star. No, no, no. The, the wasn't Bob Benson on Lone Star? He may have been. I think he was Lone Star, oh, was but that Lone may have been before he was on Mad Men, though. But the the throwaway line that they have about like him having two wives or something like that did anybody else catch? No, I totally that, that he had got that. married. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. That Joan had been married two times. Yes. Well, I wasn't un- unsure about that. Is there? Or some- no, no, no. Wait, what are you talking about? That, that somebody says something in that last season about Joan. Maybe in the last episode that Joan had been married twice, and that's surprising because there's one. Which is Greg, which is her first, her husband, which is my favorite line in that fucking show. She's like, no, because he's a terrible person. That, yeah, was, yeah. that was another <laughs> me standing up and clapping in my living room. Yes. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe I'm mis- her, mishearing her. it, but I, I was kind of like, did you marry Bob Benson? Did that happen? No, I, don't, I, I think no. that definitely did not happen. If, if anything, it would be. She perfect. flat out turned, turned that whole thing down yeah, yeah, in that yeah. cab scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It, was just, it was just such a weird, like, throwaway line where it's like, oh, yeah, she's been married twice. And I'm like, what? I don't remember that. I mean, the only Joan two names thing was she winds up naming the the agency that she starts uh, her. It's maiden her name. maiden name and then the married name. Oh, that's cool. Is that Halloway so it's. Harris, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's just her. Which I li- is cool. I thought that was cool. I liked I liked that 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 whole bit. I'm how about that... how about Peggy and Stan Rizzo? Oh, that's a stand up and clap moment, right? How beautiful was that? That that phone conversation scene that they have is one of the not only best written things that show's done, but it's the one of the best acted scenes. Oh, yeah. between the two of them. And even though I pegged it, like I was uh... like. Eh. I was like, he's running up the stairs. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it didn't matter. Well, like, it's, it's, it's so. A, it's a or- rom com moment, but it's so good. It's so organically, yeah. like, unfolded. And it felt, yeah, it felt earned over years. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they had sexual tension when they were first hanging out yeah, and, yeah. like, smoking weed and getting naked to, to write or whatever. Yeah, but the, what was great about it was the show never elevated it to, like, Sam and Diane status. No. Which was what's great about it. You yep. know, it's yeah. just, I, I honestly did not think it was going to happen. Happen or so I didn't really see it coming because I just didn't think Mad Men would do that. Yeah. No, exactly. It was just so, well, there were so many good like happy endings, but in a good way of like you've stuck with these characters so long. Not everybody dies in a ditch. Everything kind of works <laughs> out okay ish. You want to hear my uh, Peggy impersonation? By the way, yes, yeah, sure. Ah, crap! <laughs> like literally, <laughs> that's her whole character for the past four seasons. It's just like somebody's like, oh, could you watch my kid? Ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Elizabeth Moss, that shot of her walking down the hallway with the sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. And the stoke out the corner of her mouth. Yeah, the octopus painting. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. Great. Oh, it's it's the squares. I love oh, it. It's so awesome. 
Oh my god, how about Don Draper hugging that fucking crying dude about being invisible in his whole life? <laughs> what I love about that is like here we are, like one of the most heralded television shows of the last ever since the medium's been invented, right? Like here we are, like the clock is ticking. Oh yeah. And what this show decides to do is give some glorified extra five minutes to pontificate about his problems. Well, I guarantee you that guy's week was one, read for Mad Men. Really hope I get it. Two, definitely gonna try and book that Snickers commercial just in case. <laughs> like it's just one is just like Snickers are good and the other one's like have you ever felt empty and like and he fucking knocks it out of the park? Oh my god, yeah. it's so amazing. That guy needs his own TV show. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. Uh, uh, Matthew Weiner said that there was like one of the most important characters of the show was that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's so like yeah, he's he's like a seminal character. You know, yeah. In the, it, it's like what four minutes and thirty seconds left, like. In comes this dude who's, you know, he says everything that Don's always wanted to say. Like, it's a little bit of a deus ex bald guy, but, you sure. know, it totally works. That guy kills that monologue. Oh, for sure. You know, it's amazing. Right. And it's not like he gets the retreat and has that, like, you know, that moment of, of shedding his emotional burdens that quickly. He has to deal with Brett Gelman. <laughs> dude, <laughs> Brett Gelman is a guy we all love. He was He's an old New York City improv guy. Um, I always remember I saw Brett Gelman do an improv set. They were doing a mono scene on one of his old New York teams, and he was playing a serial killer. Oh, yeah. And it was just, it was the perfect melding of horror and comedy. <laughs> like, because he was making my skin crawl in the funniest way possible. <laughs> That's his career. And, and it's th- great. I mean, and that was when I fell in love with Brett Gelman, like, you know, circa 2007 or something. But the cool thing was, I mean, it was the end of Don. The, the thing that Don was trying to do, I think, with this cross country trip, was to create an army of Don Drapers because he yes. gets that one guy go and he's he sets him off into the ether. It's like, do it, raid chaos down amongst the seventies. <laughs> and then that woman, his his niece or whatever, his yeah. like pseudo niece, she's like, oh my god, I love my child of mine. He's like. It gets easier every day. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> stop making yourself over and over again. Just keep pressing it down <laughs> and down and down. And soon you'll be a successful ad man. Dude, I thought in that hotel room, Roy from the, from the office was either going to cut his throat or fuck him. I thought one of those two things. <laughs> it was a real like fucking con man death. I thought that's what he was going to get. But not like in a gentle, like, I'm going to fuck this guy yeah. kind of way. Like in a deliverance sure. like oh, yeah. squeal like a pig mm-hmm. the time is now kind of a kind of a way oh, God. um also in that scene just don draper getting hit in the face with a phone book i, I could kind of watch that over and over again can someone make a gif of that please i'm sure it exists the somewhere. phone book beating that's pretty fantastic but that dude too the the kid right the little con man yeah. and he gives him the car and he's like Go out into the world. Don't waste this opportunity your master's giving you. <laughs> he's, like, he's trying to clone himself over and over again. It's so amazing. Here's $10,000. Go fucking kill him. <laughs> one day I will call upon all of you. <laughs> all of his drapers? All of his, like, one day. Okay, like, this is years. Drapers assemble. Yeah, this is after he's, did, he's done the coke ad. Sure. And, he, and now he's got, he's, he's really fired up. He's like the new Don Draper. I'm king shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> goes up to Jim Hobart's office. <laughs> Jim Hobart gives him a slight little lip, yeah, you know, about his big vacation or whatever, and he calls <laughs> in all the other Dons up to the office, <laughs> and all these other 
fake people. <laughs> Like just toss Hobart out the window. Exactly. I I think that's really possible. Right. And then Don's just like, Don's, let's get our story straight. <laughs> yep. Here are all your Suicide, new identities. Right. This guy just jumped out that window. We all saw it. Uh, one of the things that I really loved was I, I think it's in the second to last episode is how. Because we're so used to Don like getting into a boardroom and it's like, here comes that billion dollar pitch. Yeah. And when they're gonna pitch to the McCann Erickson fellas, like here's why we should do like Sterling Cooper West or whatever. Mm. Uh, that's a that's a while a couple of this is the, the, the first or second episode of the of the half season. Right. Is it? Well it's earlier, yeah. 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 Well, I mean whenever it is yeah, that yeah, they yeah. find um, out they're I mean, being we're, swallowed we're, up. Yeah, Who we're cares? talking mad men. But yeah. What's great about it is that's the last time Don gives a pitch and it gets cut off. Oh, yeah. He's like, whatever. You know, like, he's like, you know what? Just sit down. Don, <laughs> sit down. Mm-hmm. You won. Like, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so great because it's like you're expecting, here it comes, another yep. carousel of brilliance kind of a thing. We're crying over a chocolate bar. Mm. But instead, it's like, no, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> We've seen that. I also liked, uh, for you Beverly Hill 90210 heads out there, Jenny McCarthy's rapist shows up trying to rape Joan Halloway. Dude, there's uh, some reports. Going of, for the rape hat trick, I guess. That guy's a creep in real life. Oh, really? Well, oh, that's really not surprising. Allegedly. I mean, there there's some reports that he was like being a real jerk on the set, including yeah. the line, I'm sweating like a rapist. <laughs> He Which is like, it's like a G-grade Rodney Dangerfield joke. Yeah, he apparently had like this big interview with some like uh, lady that works at BuzzFeed and uh, was like constantly trying to get with her during the interview. <laughs> I'm in character. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's a method. Yes. It's a method. <laughs> Played Don't rapist work. my whole career, baby. <laughs> Another thing that I appreciated was we didn't go down the road of Six Feet Under and Parks and Recreation where we're jumping way ahead in time. I was be- kind of expecting something from the 80s or something. I was I was expecting Don to be working on fucking Atari, dude, and I wasn't <laughs> having it. And the <laughs> fact that they avoided that, because it's what's great about how they end it is like, yes, you can perceive it as happy, but also it's like Don could fall back into being miserable. Roger's probably going to get divorced from this woman. Sure. You know, Stan and Peggy could last a month and then fizzle out. The Learjet crashes after that. You know, like, all of those things can happen. Just like his father before him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's no definitive anything, right? And that's what those nonsense endings do. Yeah. When we flash so far into the future that it's like, see, everybody made it. Or, like, this is what definitely happened. Yeah. This allows you to be like, you know what? We're just, we're stopping in media res and anything could happen and it doesn't matter. But, like, the show is over with. Write your fan fiction. I think that's great. You know, I, I would have hated them to be definite. And thank God a lot of people interpreted that, you know, like, oh, you know, the opening credits of Mad Men. Oh, I wonder when Don's going to jump out the window. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that again. like, So it wasn't literal, as everyone knows. Yeah. That was just falling into the world of advertisements. Oh, mm-hmm. man. And then he, he somebody throws tar all over him and, to, and he goes mad and jumps out a window. <laughs> he truly becomes a mad man. I really was expecting Pete Campbell to start firing off that gun eventually. But I mean, like, Pete <laughs> rightfully changes for the better. He becomes one of, like, the best. Better car- the, the better guys on that show, weirdly yeah. enough. Like, yeah. I mean, he's that's the thing. He's always been like a child. You yeah. know, he's always been so mature and out for his own self interest. And he does. It actually kind of feels like he has matured over this period yeah. of time. Yeah. But what's what's great though is like, I mean, he gets this million dollar job, sure. right? And 
the whole thing is like, you know, they're saying like his constant scheming and weaselly brown nosing like totally paid off. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's like. It's not entirely hands clean. No, like, he's you a know, piece of shit. For yeah, sure. Yeah. He he was a piece of shit to get where he got. And like there is this eleventh hour change of tune. Yeah. Which is great. I totally bought into it. I was like that, you know, it's fine. I'm glad he got his family back, whatever. Yeah. You know, there was there were some people that were critical of that, that like Alison Bree's character takes him back. And but I mean, you know, that's that's, that's one happened. of those it's it happened it's, in the seventies though, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, especially like she was a woman that like she had this kid. She clearly wasn't happy being divorced. And, like, right or wrong, like, if she was, it was now, it would be different, I bet. You know what I mean? She's like, fuck it, I'm Alison Brie. I'm just going to go find a new man. But it was the 70s. She she didn't at least think that was an option for herself. It's nice to see, you know, reconciliation of some, you know, in some form. Yeah, like, which right. is not something that happens on that show ever. Like we, once you're divorced on that show, you're staying fucking divorced until your wife gets cancer. Yes, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's get into Betty before we yeah. wrap up. Yeah, R.I.P.D. Huh? Yeah. I think that that is great. I think the someone it, had to get it right. Everyone knew someone had to get it. I kind of like that it wasn't Don because that seems too on the nose. I mean, it, it yeah, it is. It would have been, and right? it also is a, a good confirmation that Don has been a piece of shit the whole time because, like, literally. Here you are. You're out in California fucking living it, man. Figuring yourself out. Figure it out, man. Fucking getting hit with the phone book. And your 17-year-old daughter is like, hey, man, guess what? My mom has cancer. Remember your wife? And nobody wants to send my two little brothers to live with you because you're a piece of garbage. You could do one of two things. You can go to a retreat and find yourself or whatever or go back home and fucking set shit straight like i I, right. I understand like she doesn't want you there and you don't you don't impose on that like you just find a way to make yourself useful well, maybe well, you're fucking taking the kids out to the movies every so often right well, maybe I, you're doing anything that's the thing though and again it's the whole the great conceit of not flashing 30 years into the future and seeing don take his last breath right yeah, yeah. it's that like if you believe in the theory that he goes back to new york with the tagline of I'd like to buy the world a Coke. Yeah. Right. Um, then it's feasible that he's taken the car up to Ossining for a weekend and he is doing that stuff. Yeah, like right. you don't know. True. Yeah, sure. which, seeing but, the kids on the weekends. Which is what's awesome about it. Like I like to think that, you know, because uh, I'm taking like the cynical approach to a lot of these characters, like Sally is like the girl who's going to drop out of school to take, take care, care of her mother yeah. and, you know, maybe doesn't go back, you sure. know, something like that. Like, and that's just what that is. And she's taking care of those kids. I'm feeling terrible for Henry Francis. Oh, by the way. Betty, you got cancer. Oh shit. Betty, don't you want to do something about this? Cause the thing about it it's is weird that he doesn't keep the kids or anything like that. No, that, know Betty, He wants the kids. Oh, but Betty wants them with a, with a, with a woman in the house. Yeah. They want, yeah. yeah exactly. They're going to go live with, with, her brother, you know what? My sad divorcee husband raising them. Well, also, but that's what you heart- smell like, Betty Bobby. <laughs> that's what's heartbreaking about it is Bobby and Jean are gonna go live with the the sister and brother in law, or the brother and sister in law, right. whatever sibling of hers. Yeah. Sally is a grown woman. She's off at school and then sure. is gonna go to college and whatnot. Henry Francis is in this castle house alone oh, with when she kicks it. Bitter mother, like I told you, she was worth nothing. <laughs> once, yeah, once Nelson Rockefeller's out of office, he probably, oh, no. he yeah. probably puts a bullet in his head, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But speaking of and Don and his family relationship, I mean, Betty's right. Like Don's not cut out for family because he doesn't even know what that is, right? No, yeah. Like growing up, how he did. It's yeah, yeah. She, you're you're lucky. How we're all lucky. How well Don is after 
his crazy life. A yeah. Little Don Draper's whorehouse. Like, right. It, that's a certain kind of living. <laughs> it would be great if Betty was like, look, I don't want you to turn Bobby and Gene into more of your Drapers, okay? We, there's enough of them roaming the streets. Right, right. That's what I couldn't remember. And this is, you know, eventually, like, a couple years from now, like, I'll have to do a series rewatch or something. But was Betty in on that whole thing? Did she know the score about Don? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. that, that happens she? in, like, season three. She finds, she, finds out. The bo- she finds the box of all of his, like, secrets. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so that's yeah. I, I'm just not remembering and this al- stuff. Also, going be, uh, before the whorehouse, like, his, his actual father and stuff which was terrible. Like, this, the Depression era. Oh, the Dust Bowl drapers? Yeah, get kicked to death by a horse? Yeah, the Whitmans. <laughs> I, oh, right. Dust Bowl Whitmans. Excuse me. I also really happy about this last season. And no more flashbacks with that fucking gawky looking kid. That always was like the death of that show for me. Oh, yeah. He looked like the kid from that failed Fox show, American Gothic. I, I understood it, but it right. always like it, it always stopped everything dead. I'm like, I just wish we weren't watching this. I didn't mind it just because and, you know, some of them I did mind. But like, I didn't mind them in general because a lot of those times we'd get like, oh, a hobo teacher Don. <laughs> like, oh, this means they're this means that their farmer's daughter's pretty, and this means they make pie. <laughs> I like the like, I like the, the hobo code that sure. they go to go back to. Don Draper, man, he lives by the Carney code. <laughs> Somebody drapered him long ago, and now he's got to <laughs> teach them how to draper. Exactly. That's WHM on screen for the conclusion of the great television series, Mad Men. If you want more information about the show, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steven Sada. Take it easy.